0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. On this episode of the podcast, we have our good friend Indigo Colton on. She is a longtime friend and operations genius, but today we're not talking about business operations. And we're not actually talking about running your own business. We're talking about something entirely different.
1: Yes. A recent conversation with another friend of mine sparked this discussion today because Indigo just made this transition. What happens when you're a creative small business owner and you've been kind of running your own show for a couple of years and you get approached by a client to work for them full time? So Indigo talks about her thought process behind making the transition, some deciding factors that helped push her one way or the other, some things that she thought would be a huge red flag that ended up actually being benefit in disguise. So if this is something that you have thought about or are going through or just want to kind of go through the brain of someone who made the transition, then this one is going to be good. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. We are here with our good friend Indigo. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me, you guys.
1: We are excited. And I'm also really excited to see this other side of indigo I feel like that we might get today for two reasons. One, she let us know she was up really, really late last night. And so hopefully words and things are appropriate today. I've also only had like a half a cup of coffee. So this could just be a very interesting conversation in general. But for the second point, we're kind of just having like An open, honest conversation about a topic that doesn't get talked about, and a topic that I think people are really hesitant to share their own experience and their own kind of thought processes about making this decision. And so, we're going to just dig into some real stuff today. And it's all about going from a small business owner, your own boss, your own CEO, to deciding deliberately to go work for someone else whether permanently or full-time or just as a pause in the growth of your own life and career. It it could evolve into a lot of different things. But you recently made that transition. And so I want to kind of dive into what life looked like before and how this opportunity kind of even came up. And like, basically every thought you had about it ever. So
2: (laughs) cool. Definitely. I love it.
1: Okay. So what was life like? What was your business like before this opportunity even came up? So people can kind of know what you left.
2: Yeah. So for everyone listening who doesn't know me, I sort of have like this crazy journey in business where I've always worked one on one with people. I've always done services and spent different things from like being a virtual assistant to trying to be a project manager to trying to be like an OBM. But I got to this point in the past couple of years where I was working with a few clients that I really loved. I was setting my own schedule. I was working maybe like 15, like 20 hours would be like a crazy hectic week. Like there was so much going on. And also earlier this year in 2018, I actually was able to travel full time for four months and still work and not like have any like major hiccups or any clients really like I told them that I was going to be traveling. But like, I could do whatever during the day and then work at night, which worked really well. Because as long as stuff got done, that's what was important. So before this transition, and I know we're going to get into this, but I want to say it's not that I don't have freedom now, but there was definitely a lot more freedom and flexibility in terms of like, you're 100% your own boss. You can do basically whatever you want, as long as like you're hitting the deadlines for your clients and your customers
1: one-on-one client work. Did you have your membership or any course sales at that point? So for the past like
2: 3 to 4 years I've always been trying to like figure out how to leverage and like I've like done smaller courses and digital offerings and I've sold like small amounts consistently but it's never been like a huge percentage of any revenue that's come in. It's like, oh, that's nice. Someone
0: wanted to buy <laughs> oh, one copy That's the one thing. <laughs> like, yay. Oh, I love those surprise sales. But I totally understand how that can just be a small portion of what you do. Now, how was this offer ultimately presented to you? Did you bring it up as like, hey, like, I love working for you. And I want to like, you know, stop dating and like get married or <laughs> is... Or was it more of a mutual decision? Or did she propose it to you? How did it even come up that you might, you know, slow down working
2: for other people? At the time of recording this, I want to say it was like seven or eight months ago that it first came up. This client I've been working with for so long at this point, like in various capacities and had gotten to this point, like, as her company was growing and her needs were changing, what I was doing was changing. And it got to this point where she was like, "Would you ever consider being an employee?" And at first, is like, no. like, "No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. interested." Like, I want to keep having my own thing. But around the same time, I had been developing these like online business management packages, which is was really similar to what she had proposed me doing as an employee. And she like wouldn't let it go. She was very persistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was like, you know, before we even go down this whole like employee rabbit hole, like why don't we even see like if I like this role, if I'm good in this role, if you like me in this role? Because it was a lot more so previous to that, I had been doing like virtual assistant stuff and tech stuff and customer service. So we went from that to like me actually managing more of the day-to-day of her business. It was like, let's try this out for three months. I'll stay a contractor. And we'll see like if we even like it, like like me in that role, because I could be terrible at it. I sure. would have no idea. And then she kept bringing it up. <laughs> She's like, When are you gonna come on full time? Like I just want you to like come and like work for the company and so it was very I mean, the whole time it was very driven from my client's side. And I was very hesitant to even really consider it.
1: Yeah. Well, would you also be transitioning from a max week of 20 hours to 40 hours?
2: So that was a big fear that I had, Yeah. actually. So a lot of my like hesitations about being employed with someone... Because at first, we were just talking about part-time because I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to work for somebody full-time. Like, nope, don't want to do it. I don't even work
1: for myself (laughs) full-time, so I'm not going to do it for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But... And I like kind of slowly warmed up to part-time, but I was like having all of these like crazy what if future scenarios playing out of my head. She was like, but I like, I really want someone in this role full-time. Like our company is going to grow X, Y, Z. Like I need someone that can grow with it. And I told her like straight up, like, I'm not the person to be full-time. Like I'm happy to like either be part-time, see if that works, because I work really fast. So it's like, you know, maybe everything that you need to be done can be done within like 20 hours a week. Or like I'm honestly super happy for you to find the person that will be full-time and like train them on what I've been doing. But then I realized at some point that we never actually talked about what full-time meant, right? So I was assuming it would be like 40 plus hours a week and it would be nine to five and it'd be like all of these like normal, like corporate things. I was like, but she might not even want it to look like that. So I asked her the question, Is like, well, like before we actually like make any decisions, like what would this look like for you? And I think my work week is 36 hours. Okay, but I think I'm actually only working about thirty. Like with because in Texas, like there's like certain breaks and like so I'm not working like a full straight, what have you. But it's more than I was working for myself. But it feels like a good amount of time Mm -hmm. to be dedicating to the business. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, and clearly like it opens up your schedule enough like you're doing a podcast with us in the middle of a workday. And so I feel like even if you ignore kind of the amount of hours per week, I think ultimately what a lot of people are seeking is just that freedom to say yes to something that feels good personally for them. And so I think because you have that that even if even though you're working technically more hours, it still feels light. Is that mm-hmm. right?
2: <laughs> yeah, because I love what I'm doing. And I think that makes a really big difference. Mm-hmm. Because if I hated what I was doing, like I wouldn't have considered this. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would have considered it, but I don't think I would have moved forward with it. But because I love her, I love the company, I love what we're doing. Like I'm so fully behind that vision that it feels the same as if... And it's felt this way for a really long time as I... have worked with her and as what she's doing has grown and evolved, like it feels like I am just working on my own business. It just happens to be under someone else's name.
0: Well, and I think maybe part of that comes from the fact that you've always been like even as your own boss, you technically worked under people. Like you're a behind Mm -hmm. the scenes like guru, right? And I I feel like if it was if you were a little more front facing and then you had switched to this behind the scenes role that maybe it wouldn't have felt as good of a transition. Like I can't imagine going from this to like answering someone else's emails like that, Mm -hmm. like, no, (laughs) 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 no. (laughs) But if I was in a support role and just like continued being a support role, I think regardless of how fancy schmancy you want to put a title on it, I don't necessarily think what you're doing is all that different, at least from the outside.
2: No, it's not. And that was like a realization I had when I was traveling this summer and I was actually staying with one of my mentors at her house with her family. She was kind enough to like let me crash on their couch. And we were talking about this just kind of in abstract terms. And I had this moment of like, nothing is actually going to change in my day-to-day that much. Because at that point, this client was like my biggest client. I had like other smaller things going on, but she was like 90% of my workload anyways. It's like, oh, like all that's going to change is like where the money gets sent. Like it's not going to come to my business. It's going to go to my personal. I'm still going to be spending Mm -hmm. most of my time with her. So it wasn't like what I'm doing is a little bit different. And there's obviously more that I'm doing as an employee than I was as a contractor, but you're totally right. Like in terms of like what it feels like and how it's structured, it's was kind of more of just like a formality than like a whole overhaul of like changing positions or changing departments or like anything like that.
1: Well, let's kind of talk about the elephant in the room for a lot of people What did it mean in terms of like the growth of your personal business, your personal brand? And how did you kind of walk through like shifting maybe different expectations that you had for that now that this was in the picture?
2: Yeah, that is the great question. That is something that I struggled with for so long because part of like... So I've had my business for, I'm just going to say five years because I can't remember the exact amount. So we're going to round up. And it's always been working with multiple clients. Like, it's always been one on one. I've never really successfully, like, I can't, I haven't been able to do like what you guys have done with your courses and where it's like, that's a huge seller. And so I had this huge fear, even if I like was gonna go work for like Stitch Fix or somewhere else, that like I wouldn't be able to work with other people and help them because I know firsthand how important like systems and operations work is. And so I had all of this fear about like, well, if I say yes to this, I'm going to have to say no to like so many other people that would want to hire me one-on-one. But what actually happened once I said yes, and once I started, like my hours were picking up and responsibilities were picking up. And I had a couple of other like one-on-one clients that I was carrying through, like we're finishing out their projects. And I was like, I can't do this. Like Like their bandwidth wasn't there. But what I have also realized is that two things like one, I don't actually miss the one-on-one client work right now. I don't know if this is just like a honeymoon thing and it's going to change. But I was like, Oh, like, I actually like just being focused on one person, which I didn't expect. I was always assuming that I would be like, Oh my God, no, I feel like I can't do it. But the other thing that has actually been really amazing is that because now, technically, my business doesn't have to make money. Like it doesn't have to pay my bills. It doesn't have to support me. And because I have this job, like the biggest aha that I has, like my business just gets to be fun. yeah, so I can do like whatever I want. If something fails, like it's just failed. Like it doesn't actually affect me, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so it's just like I'm working on a membership program right now, which is totally for fun. But then also what I realized is that still lets me help other mm-hmm. people yeah, a different way than I was before. So it's kind of like this, like everything I thought I wanted for my business kind of got flipped on its sure. head to where now it's just like, Oh, like, what's the most fun way I can do this? Knowing that yeah. like, I still have this and I don't have to like, constantly be like producing the stuff or whatever. Right. Like, it's just so free yeah. now. Yes. Which is exciting.
1: And that's even the thing we tell people listening who have a full time job, even not working for another creative business, but a full time regular job. As you're building your your business, like if you're thinking of it like that, like you have this sweet, amazing cushion of your quote nine to five that lets you maybe do scary things or take risk inside of your business because you don't have that pressure that it's your full time job. Like that's that you can have that same mentality no matter where you're at.
0: I'm getting like major flashbacks of the difference I felt from working in an agency setting versus working in an in house setting. And for those of you who aren't familiar, and maybe this is really only applicable in like the art and design world, but agency is like what you would think of you go to art school and then like the big job is landing in an agency, right? Like you do ad campaigns for all these clients and whatever. Now the thing I noticed when I did that is it, and maybe it was the company I was at, maybe it was just the culture, but I always felt like this high pressure to deliver in these big amazing new ways and I felt like I was always on my toes to be creative and try to come up with something new but when I switched to a in-house culture i.e. you work for one company on the same brand there was like this like breath of fresh air because I didn't have to reinvent the wheel all the time and you can still deliver and wow people without having to like constantly be refiguring out life. <laughs> and for yeah. someone who doesn't really thrive in a stressful environment, I felt so much better doing that and I can really see the benefit of stepping back from even even if it wasn't into full time. I could see you going from Maybe 20 smaller projects a month to having three people you work for on a consistent basis and feeling a brush, breath of fresh air. So I don't even think it always has to be as extreme as I'm going to stop my business sort of all together, not entirely, like you're definitely still in it, but really just focusing can help relieve so much stress. Have you felt a difference like in your attitude or in your energy levels since making the change?
2: Totally. I have a bad habit of working all the time and not knowing when to Mm -hmm. stop. And it's, something I've been trying to work on because I actually worked myself into the emergency room a few years ago. And that was like my line Mm -hmm. in the sand. But with all of this, I'm like trying to keep a really strict work schedule. And so for the first couple of weeks, it's like, what do I do? Like, what do I do when I'm not like working? And so I was trying to fill all of my outside time with like my business. And I was like, I'm going to Do this thing that I wanted to do. I'm going to launch this thing. I'm going to do so much, and then I like went at that pace for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I could feel myself starting to get to that like burnout place. And it's like, this isn't right. Like I should not be feeling this like three weeks into a new job. And so I like really made myself step back to where now like I'm not even taking other one-on-one clients. Like the pages on my website are down. I don't even want to entertain that possibility. I wanted, I have this idea to like turn my one-on-one services into an agency, but I'm like that is a huge project. Mm-hmm. We don't want to undertake it. So now I'm only putting my focus into like my podcast, which is a couple hours a mm-hmm. week, and the membership, and then actually doing stuff that's not work. Yes. Which is
1: because you have a full time (laughs) job. I have a full time job. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) which you know leads to me going out really late with friends (laughs) the night before a podcast interview. But it's fun, and I feel like too. It's just like I. I feel like I have more freedom to really listen to like my body and myself, even though I've like tried to prioritize that before I had the job it isn't until now looking back, I can see that like, it wasn't actually really happening. Like I was telling myself I was, but now I'm like, okay, no, I actually have to like legally, I have to stop working at a certain point. And that point is way earlier than I would cut myself off before. Yeah.
1: I love that. I I think it's, it's such a different shift of Just doing work for someone else, it's a lot easier to shut it off and shut your brain off from when it's your own business. It's just this constant like evolving thought in your head of what else you could be doing. So I recently had a discussion with a friend of mine who was kind of in a very similar position. She had built successful business. She was definitely more front facing. It wasn't with one-on-one clients, but she had a program and she had products and got approached by a company, a creative company that a lot of us know and love, to have her come work for them. And she respects this company so much, like loves how they work, like their belief system align, like all of it just was great. And a big part of her hesitation with She ended up not deciding to work with them. But one of the big things that she felt like she would be giving up by saying no to them is the opportunity to learn from a company like theirs, get the connections and kind of the networking that a company like that could provide. Was that some part of your decision making in this sense of like, even if I do this for a year, here's everything I could learn, then I could take some of that to use for my own business?
2: That honestly, was not part of my thought process. But when I was talking this over with my parents, that was 100% the first thing that they yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, I mean, I totally up front, like I was very stuck in the fear place of this. Like I was thinking of all the worst possible things that could happen. And they were like, no, but look at like, all the amazing things that could happen. Yeah. Right. And now, I mean, now that I'm in it, and I've said yes, I definitely am thinking about that because I feel like I don't want it to sound like I'm going to like leave after a year and be like, Oh my God, I have all (laughs) of this information now. But like, there are things that I'm learning and that I'm doing now that I wouldn't have necessarily been able to do before. And I feel like even though I've been working in like systems and ops for five years in various capacities, I feel like my own skills are being sharpened way faster And that is only gonna continue to serve me, serve my clients, serve anything else that I do. So that I mean to shortly answer your question. It's like a retroactive yes that's in my thought process, but not not initially.
1: Well, can you share some more of those things that you thought would be a red flag or an issue that ended up kind of changing?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was really scared about giving up freedom, like over my schedule and about like who I'm able to work with. But I mean, now, like, as I've told you guys, like, I don't really, at this point, it could change in the future. Like, I don't want to work with any other one-on-one clients. So now that is kind of like a non-issue. I mean, that was really the big one. I think a lot of it, it was just about giving up control. Like the root of every fear that I had was about Mm -hmm. giving up control because like I, over the years, like I've worked with a temp agency here and there to like fill in like when my business wasn't making as much as I needed it to. And that was like a total bad, like not great experience. Yeah. And so I had that kind of in the background of my mind of like, oh, like it, lo- it could look really good on paper, but it could like not work out well. But honestly, like I feel like I have the same amount of control, even though I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I still get to control my schedule. I have to work a certain number of hours per day. And I have a set schedule, but I can also like be flexible within that. Like I can do stuff like this. I can schedule like interviews with other people. I can have coffee, like all of that stuff. And I can a really I also like the big thing that I haven't touched on is that I thought that I would have to shut my business down if I went full time. Yeah,
1: I want to talk about that.
2: Like that was like my other big. Like I was assuming that full time equals. I couldn't. Even have a business, which isn't true because I'm still like operating my business. But I had this feeling where, like, i had been doing all this work. I had invested a lot in like coaches that were really helping to push me to like this next nice level, and I was gaining momentum. And I had this feeling that if I said yes to this, that momentum would just stop. Like I would be like pushing the boulder up the hill, and then it'd be like, bam, it has to go back down which wasn't the case. I mean, it kind of was in terms of like, I'd been trying to build up like one-on-one clients and now I'm not doing that. But I think what I've realized in the month and a half, almost two months that I've been full time now is that the momentum is still there. The container has changed. Mm -hmm. Right. So just because like there was like the first month I kind of, like honestly dropped the ball on everything in my business was like not taking care of things because I was so focused. Like it was so all consuming. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting my footing back. I'm picking things back up. But I was like, what do I actually want to pick back up? And so because my client, you know, she's like not requiring that I to shut down my business I was like, okay, like I can still like capitalize on the momentum that I had been building." And use everything that I've learned, and like everything that the coaches had taught me, and that we've been working through. I'm just redirecting it into what actually feels like fun.
0: So I would love to know uh, as kind of like a talk strategy to me, what were, what are some like questions you recommend someone who's considering making a transition like this? What are some questions they can ask themselves to help walk them through the process of making a decision one way or another?
2: Oh, that is good. I think the most important question to ask is, well, I guess this isn't really a question, but this is what sure. it, like, what I did and kind of how I'd recommend thinking about it is like, if we're like, I mean, can I go like, woo? Yeah. Here. Is sure. That okay. So if we're thinking about it, like in terms of like, you're manifesting like a boyfriend, right? You can like <laughs> make a list of like the top qualities that you want. And you're like, okay, like I want a person and I was talking about this with a friend because he was like, is it bad that I have all of these standards for the person I want to date? I was like, no, like that's how the universe is going to know like who to send to you. So I did this for myself and I'd recommend doing it. Like, If you're not thinking about if it's your business or somebody else's business, like what are the things that you would ideally want from a job? And to list those out. And for me, pretty much everything that I want from like my business or a job or anything that I'm doing matched up with what this client was offering me. So I would start there because if you're like, I want to like have a massage once a week that's paid for and I want to like be able to travel, like all, whatever those things are, I would say if like 75% of them don't match up, like that's a giant red flag. But the other question too that I think is really important is like, would you be – if you said yes, would you be saying yes for you or would you be saying yes for them? I think that's the
1: hardest thing to decipher in anything. Totally. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I love that. I think that this type of scenario, although it might not come up often for those of you listening, I think that you could – Take some of what we talked about today and treat it like it's your current job or a new job offer or promotion that maybe you were recently offered. And even if it's not currently the job of your dreams, like still making out that list. I think that oftentimes our people listening are coming at this from from the opposite place where they're at the full-time job and wanting to do the business. And I think we forget... How much goodness a full time job provides you, even if it's not like the, the thing that you're wanting to be in forever. And even if you feel like you might be giving up other things for the short time, I think outlining those benefits is super crucial. So, thank you for having this discussion with us today.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you for letting me come talk about this. Because this, I mean, this is something I literally haven't talked about with anyone. So, to be able to talk about it and hopefully help. Anyone in the audience maybe going through something similar is just, it means so much.
1: You guys heard it here first. Well, how about you let people know that you do still have a podcast and a membership and they can still hang out with you. So where does all that happen?
2: Yeah. So the podcast you can find at indiegocoulton.com slash podcasts. And I just have conversations with people. It's not all business focused, but it's fine. And then I have a membership called the Streamlines Operations Society, which I am actually launching at the end of this week, like Woo! publicly. So by the time you guys are listening, the doors will be open and I'm super excited. And you can find that at indigocolton.com SOS. And then I'd love to see everyone on Instagram because that is the only place that I hang out really. So you can find me. It's just at Indigo colton.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join
0: the co-op, our Creative Template Shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.